welcome 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 back to well kept we are back again for round two of seasons of birthing and growing pains with prophetess dayelle hello everybody so dayelle is the founder of her whole heart and she's also the ceo and owner of juice bay yes the tell juice them a bay. little bit about yourself so my name is Dayelle Pasco. I am a wife and a mother. As she said, I have a business called Juice Bay where we make whole juices, totally fruit juices. And I am also the founder of Her Whole Heart where we focus on bringing women from heartbreak to wholeness. So Dayelle actually has a, a conference that's coming up geared towards women who um, desire to become whole, where they can connect with other women. Is that correct? Tell us a yes. little bit more about her whole heart before we go into these seasons <laughs> of uh, birthings and growing pains, because I believe that it is um, credibility for you about for what you're going to release on tonight. So give them a little bit more about her whole heart. So her whole heart, um, as she said, we will have a conference next year. And it is going to be focused on the power of women. Um, speaking about how her strength is found in her weakness. So God just put it on my heart for us to really focus on the things that we see as weaknesses. And knowing that it is from him that we get our strength from. And also focusing on things as us being crybabies or super emotional. Or, you know, just different things that we deal with as women. Seeing them as strengths and not as something that's a downfall. All right, so I guess that definitely ties into these seasons of birthings and growing pains. So see, these seasons are not exclusive to women. Um, yes. When you think of a natural birth, you think about a woman, but these seasons are likewise to both men and women. Me and a male friend of mine were actually having this conversation um, a few days ago, and we were saying, and I'm like, you're in a season of birthing. And of course, when you say it to a man, it, it sounds kind of funny. It makes you raise your eyebrow. But men go through seasons of birthing as well. Birthing business, birthing ministries, even birthing uh, coming into becoming is a season of birthing. Because just like a caterpillar has to break out of its cocoon, that's a, a birthing process. Even for so there are seasons where you have to birth yourself um, where you have to there are seasons that you go through even on your own to actually come to and to become um, whole and to become who God has called you to be um, I read a quote recently that says there's always a season of isolation before a season of elevation so of course a, a caterpillar is is ground is written to the ground so there's no so a butterfly can elevate because they have wings but in order to get to that stage they must go through that birthing process so just we're gonna go ahead and jump into it um again the title of this life before i even start i forgot to do what we always do pray <laughs> so father god we just come before your throne of grace on today oh god we thank you father for what you are doing in the lives of not only us father but for of everyone that joins on to this live on tonight father god we thank you now father that every Everything that is released is divine, Father God, and is a direct outpour of your heart and your mind and your spirit on tonight, Father. We thank you right now, Father, that you are shifting the mindsets of your people, oh God. We thank you now that you are shifting the posture and the positions of your people, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, Father, that we just 
take in everything that is released tonight, Father God. We till every heart and every mind, Father God, that will hear this live, either live or on replay, Father. We thank you now, Father God, that a seed will be planted, Father. We call them fertile right now in the authority in Jesus' name. And we thank you now for whole and healthy babies in the name of Jesus. Amen. So just to kind of jump into it, um, birthing, the process of birthing is the process of bringing forth or being fruitful. Um, now we're going to talk about it from a few different aspects. We're going to talk about it from a ministry aspect. We're going to talk about it from a business aspect. We're going to talk about it from a relationship aspect. And then we're also going to talk about it from a personal aspect. So um, Dayelle, first question is, when you hear birthing, what do you think of? I think of pain, I think of carrying um, a child, I think of nurturing even before the child is birthed, and I think of being intentional with what you're exposing yourself to. Absolutely. So a key thing that you said was nurturing even before the child is birthed. How would you say that that process, how does that look, nurturing? What, what do you mean? Kind of elaborate on that just a little bit. Um, that looks like being intentional with what you expose yourself to, um, feeding yourself the right things, being around the right people, speaking the right things over your seed, and remaining in expectation and not worrying or doubting. Absolutely. So that kind of starts the the whole process that you need to even birth because the first process, the first step to it is actually being open to actually have that seed planted, um, conception. So um, when it comes to being open that means being in the right posture being in the right heart posture having um having expectation or just wanting to do better wanting to know more just wanting more just seeking more so that process makes you open for the seed to be planted so that's that's the start of conception um so then you have to go through the first um the first per portion of it is to actually consummate. Um, as far as, because you're, you're young, you're a millennial, um, and which, you know, we're young, and, and marriage is kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shunned. Shunned. <laughs> amongst most millennials in this day and age, unfortunately, most people don't desire marriage the way that they used to. Most people don't have the right mindset about marriage and I think that you know marriage mindsets is definitely something that needs to be talked about even more and kind of needs to be uh shifted and to have the right expectation so what is the right mindset first relationally that you need to have when, when going into a relationship um you have to be open and you have to be open to allowing other people to be themselves um, one thing I heard once was that you give people a chance to make mistakes um, not holding people to what someone else did to you, like giving everybody a clean slate and also knowing that that person is not going to be exactly like you. So it's okay to vibe with them and allow them to be them without expecting them to be exactly like you. Absolutely. That, that's definitely relationally because if you're anything like I was, um, you know, in the back of my mind, you're kind of looking for something to be like, uh-uh, you could... <laughs> like I'm not doing this like instead of pinpointing the things that you can connect with that will actually take you far and that could actually build a relationship you kind of um secretly 
look for the flaws and reasons mm -hmm. not to go forth. So that's a, that's actually something that has to be plucked up. Plucked up. Um, another key thing she said was um, being mindful, being intentional, because we allow sometimes people to speak into our lives or to speak over us and they are planting seeds and it may seem harmless in that moment until those de demonic fruits start to bud forth in our life. Um, you know, people say things jokingly as a joke, but it's not a joke. You know, behind every joke is some truth. So we have to actually be mindful and be intentional about what we receive into our spirits, what we even allow into our atmosphere. Um, uh, so I was reading a, a book about millionaire mindsets, and, and one of the things that I heard that I read was you're that you're the average of your circle. So if you are hanging around a bunch of pigeons and a bunch of bombs, and and you're a king or a queen eventually you are going to become the average of the people that you hang around. So you have to be mindful and intentional about who you hang around. Yeah. Whereas even if you're the lowest paid one and you're hanging around a bunch of uh, millionaires, if you're going to be forced to come up. So you have to be intentional about who you place yourself around. Even as a young millennial, you know, we used to say no new friends and you know, all these right. things, but that, that's a, a mindset that's a recipe for a disaster that's a that's a recipe for a failure so even like Danielle, she's a business owner she she owns um she's over her whole heart she's all for empowering women get amongst the group of women or a group of men who's gonna cause you to come up who's gonna speak to the baby on the inside of you and just to you know even ask scripture in there when when the bible talks about mary and elizabeth and when mary spoke to her her salutation to elizabeth it caused the baby on the inside of her to leap if your friends are not causing causing the baby on the inside of you to leap your your dreams your goals everything on the inside of you to want to come up to and want to come forth and be fruitful and productive then you need to check your circle yeah that's very true so um, just to move forward, um, just being open to allowing the seed to be planted, um, take, to, and then don't rid out everything that, you know, because, because of the source, mm -hmm. because, you know, we sometimes, um, because it coming, it's coming from this person is not valid. Right. So what would, what would be your suggestion or your advice to people concerning that? Um, that's when you asked me that because I was thinking about that earlier and God always tells me that truth is truth no matter where it comes from or how it's delivered and right. you have to well you don't have to but it would benefit you to be in a place <laughs> of maturity to receive truth even if it comes to you the wrong way because you don't want to remain in a stagnant or stale place just because of the delivery or the person that brought it to you and a lot of times the person that brings it to you loves you because they're telling you the truth people that lie to you don't love you it doesn't matter who's lying to you or how they're lying to you like a lie is a lie and the devil is the father <laughs> of all lies so if right. he's lying to you if somebody else is lying to you they can't love you because lies don't come from god right you know that that it's a lot of i have missed many opportunities because the, the plan of the enemy is always to, to kill, steal, and destroy. And the times when we think that the enemy is trying to kill us, he's not trying to kill us. He, he is um, shifting our attention to what we think is trying to kill us while he rob us of something, of our time, of, of, of just something. And we're being robbed of that word seed because of the source. 
So we have to be mindful because even when you, God will use anything to speak to us, you can, you can get even the smallest things from the even the most foolish people if you just open have a heart and, and an ear to actually hear what is being said so we we gotta learn to kind of take the meat and leave the bone like we do with fish so you know you all of it goes in your mouth, but you actually spit out the bones. So you have to be really mindful about that. And offense is the quickest way to kind of kill our path to destiny and to slow us down. And because of the source that it came from, and I'm guilty of this because it has happened. You know, the way you said something to me or what you said to me, um, I didn't like the way you said that. And I missed the whole point of the word that was being given, unfortunately, which caused me to miss opportunity. So... Be mindful of, you know, of rejecting, of what you reject because of where it's coming from. That's good. The seed can be planted from, from the craziest places, from the craziest people. Mm -hmm. But don't shut down your womb. Don't intentionally shut down your womb. Which brings us to our next point, which is abortion. So, abortion, willing, willful ab abortion is shutting down your womb and, and kind of rejecting what God wants to birth through you. When you hear abortion, even spiritually, what, what does it make you think about? Um, Self-sabotage, um, canceling assignments, not being obedient to God, um, choosing to do your own thing, living your own life, not dying when you know you should die, which means like allowing yourself to be put aside and allowing God to live up in you. Um, knowing that you're called to do something, but choosing not to because of selfishness, hiding behind. Ooh fear hiding behind being shy which is fear um stuff like that you starting all over <laughs> again you starting all over again um that's good that that's really good you know in the first trimester um abortion usually kind of happens in the first trimester well what whether willingly or unwillingly and um usually in the first trimester there's a lot of nerves that's the time where fear really kind of grips us mm -hmm. whether it's a natural birth especially if you have had sex out of wedlock or you know if you know you just feel like you aren't ready you aren't financially stable you know there's just a lot of things in the atmosphere circling around which goes back to us being intentional um and actually being open to receive so we were open to receive but once the seed got planted we allowed fear to kind of right. grip us so um also in the first trimester um you were just saying that self-sabotage abortion so that's the time where you kind of go back and forth and you're on the fence of where, whether you want to keep the baby or whether you don't let's take it to uh relationally in the first trimester you're kind of filling them out you're kind of trying to decide do i really like him do i really you know or do i really like her is she worth my time is she worth my money because i'm gonna have to make some kind of investment and in even children because children are expensive natural children are expensive all babies are expensive naturally spiritually business professionally they're expensive so in the first trimester that's when you know that doubt also tries to set in and you know can i afford this should i do this and that's where the self-sabotage comes into place what um what advice would you give for those considering uh abortion willful abortion whether it's with a business whether it's in ministry or whether it's relationally or naturally um, I would say to 
look again at what it is that you're carrying and knowing just speaking from we'll say a physical standpoint and then that can bleed into every everything else that if god allowed you to get pregnant then he's allowing you to birth the baby into this realm and even though the way that the child got here or however you got pregnant with whatever was to get in your womb um you shouldn't discount the child just because of the way that you conceive the child so i would say to look again at what it is that you're carrying and figure out why exactly you want to abort something that is purposeful and that really does have life from the moment that it even touches your womb and um don't be so quick to kill something that could bring life to everything else that's good so let's go into unwilling um abortion which can come from trauma which can come from it, it it could be forced what do you think of when you think which is a miscarriage so what do you what do you think of spiritually when you hear miscarriage or even naturally um when i think of miscarriage i don't think that it's always done on purpose like you said sometimes right. it's done by mistake um but a lot of times i do see where the enemy's hand can get in there and to cause you to um miscarry what it is that you were carrying um, I can see that sometimes we aren't careful with what it is that we're carrying and right. we speak the wrong things over our seeds. We allow the wrong people around us. We don't eat correctly. We drink alcohol. We partake in activities that we shouldn't. Um, even being, when you first said it, I thought of an abuser, somebody that punched a woman in the stomach and caused her to lose the baby or somebody who was doing something drastic and trying to get a child and killed a woman and took the baby. Wow. Um, just people who will come and try to hijack what it is that you carry and because of um, what you carry and not knowing how valuable it is, you allow it to die or be given to someone else and they weren't supposed to be holding it in the first place. That makes me think about um, the story about Sol King Solomon um, and the two women mm -hmm. that one of them baby died right. and... <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> kind of elaborate on that because it ties in perfectly to everything you just said. What happens when a mother who is who is being forced in that in that because we know that, you know, in order to preserve her child's life, she was willing to give that baby yeah. up, which makes me think about like adoption mm -hmm. or something like that. Kind of talk to us a little bit about that. What well, what is your standpoint on that? I think that's a hard thing to do. Um, and with that story, I think she was in a really, really tough place, but because she loved that child so much and she understood the value of that that child and what that child would bring to the earth realm, she was willing to allow somebody that she knew was a murderer to right. get her child so that that baby wouldn't die or allowing that child to continue living without her as the mother, which is a really hard thing to do because I couldn't imagine doing that, but I know sometimes it happens and sometimes it's done out of love a lot of times right. people give their children away because they don't feel equipped to raise that child and that's still honorable i believe i believe so as well it makes me think about um a, a spiritual leader that i want, once had um i remember her saying i've fattened a lot of frogs for other um queen, queens or princesses or something mm -hmm. like that so you have gone through the laboring process. You have gone through the painful stages. You've gone through the entire birthing process mm -hmm. just to have to give up 
what you have labored for. And I think about it relationally as well, because even when we're dating, especially dating the right way, um, well, biblically, um, we go through these process and we, we pray, we pray, you know, men or men pray women through all of these issues and things like that. But God did not ordain to be that, did not ordain them to be your spouse. Right, right. So you've gone through all of this with them and now you have to see the person that you have actually birthed out, take everything that you taught them right. or instilled in them and go to take it to someone else and, and let them benefit from it. Right. So, you know, sometimes even, even in business, relationally, um, you have to kind of check your motives and make sure you're choosing what's in the best interest of you and your child, of you and your business, of you and your ministry. Um, so kind of to move forward into the second trimester. At this point, the baby is safe. The baby is safe. The wheels are turning. Everything is moving. Excitement starts to set in. So um, you start considering nursery rooms. You start considering clothes and shoes and things like that. And and the father starts to get into the mode of, I got to provide for my family. I got to provide for my baby. I'm going to be a father, which is that part of their birthing process. What do you think of when you think about the... Um, the second trimester, again, spiritually, professionally, ministry-wise, relationally? I think that during the second trimester, you're able to rest a little bit more um, because you've made it out of the first trimester. And with all of the scares that can come with the first trimester, you allow yourself to be a little bit more at ease and to, like you said, start preparing. And I think that's a place where you can begin to pull on the right people and get things in order for the baby to come and to get here and I think in that trimester still you have to be just as intentional as the first trimester because you're still carrying life and you still want to be careful with what you're allowing that seed to be exposed to right so um you said you know in the second trimester you know everyone is excited people are coming around all of these you know friends are oh i'm so excited i want to be your baby's godmother all of these lies are floating in the air all of these empty promises are being made the judases emerge like i said on the last slide you know everybody is is coming out of the woodworks now because you're pregnant and you're carrying life even in business at this point everybody sees that you know the wheels are actually turning that you're actually getting you're actually producing something so everybody wants their hand in the pot how would you um, advise people to kind of decipher who should be and who should not be, you know, kind of in your circle at that point? Because uh, like you said, although the baby is safe, you still have to be mindful because at this point you're actually starting to show. Your business is start, starting to show. Your baby bump is starting to show. You've gone public on Facebook. You know, everybody wants to touch and rub your belly and this, that, and the other. Give, give the people some advice. Well, I would say that you. this is when you have to be really bold and telling people no. So, for <gasps> example, for myself, when I was pregnant with my daughter and when I get pregnant again, like, I don't let people touch it me like that. It is for the pregnant like, again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let people touch me like that. And it's not that I'm stuck up or being like over the top, but I'm just really careful with allowing people into my space. And um, you don't know what everybody's hands have been in, what they've been thinking about, what their true motives are. And it's not saying that you want to be fearful or you want to be so on edge to where you can't let those that love you touch you. 
but um, just being intentional because everybody that wants to touch you isn't trying to touch you to help you some people are just trying to hurt you or to release things into your womb so what did you ask me again <laughs> I just got <laughs> You're going on the right track. How do you deal with the people who, who surface in the second trimester? So I would say to pray. Of course, always pray and ask God who you should have around you. Um, and even with people that you have been used to being there, you still have to pray because they may not need to be around you in that season. Like You have to know where you're at and what it is that these people carry that um, relate to what you're carrying, just as Elizabeth and Mary. Like, you have to be really intentional with people and who you're allowing access to you. And also, I would say to um, not be so on edge, like I was saying, but just just watch and listen to words that are being spoken. Pay attention to motives. When God shows you something, don't downplay it and think that it's just yourself and you're making stuff up. Like, pay attention to the red flags and don't wait until the last minute when everything's just chaotic because you chose not to pay attention to the flags that's good don't bypass red flags yeah period um a key thing you said is that you know you don't when people are touching you you don't really know their motives you know you don't know what you know what it is that they're trying to release upon you which makes me think about you know your success kind of um triggers other people's insecurities yeah so their motive for staying attached to you their motive for um wanting to even touch you or to be involved is ulterior their motive is to make sure that when this baby is birthed you can say i was there or make sure when this business you know gets successful you, you can say oh i i have put something in so i'm expecting right. something out so you have to be mindful of the people that you allow around you, that you, you know, allow to touch you, that you allow in your personal space or even to know your personal business. Because also in the in the second trimester, emotions are high. Yeah. You're emotional, you're crying every other day, you know, business is up, business is down, you know, you you just on a roller coaster at this point. But also it's a pivotal time in your pregnancy because um you're at the midway point. You're having thoughts. I can go back. It's the same distance to go back than it is to press forward. Yeah. So what would you say would be the motivating factor? I think I kind of just answered that in my head. <laughs> what would you say would be the motivating factor to continue to press forward uh, as opposed to going backwards when it seems at that point of equal risk? Um, know that it's not equal because you made it this far and you making it that far is showing you that you still have further to go but that you it was worth carrying if it's worth carrying this far there's no point of going back like if you were to go back you're throwing away everything that you learned you're throwing away a life you're throwing away your influence that you have gained over that time you're throwing so much away and it's not worth letting go of if you've made it this far why not continue to go why give up at the midpoint when you can just continue going forward? Because you have to go forward anyway. Right. And you have to continue moving anyway. So why not move with purpose and being intentional with what it is that you're carrying? Absolutely. So let's move forward into the third trimester. Because at this point, the pain starts to kind of set in. You know, 
your feelings are being hurt, your business is being hurt, you're taking losses at this point, you everything else looks more appealing everywhere else besides in the correct posture looks more appealing. At this point, you know, let's let's just say you're engaged and the single life looks like it, it's more fun. What would be your advice at this point? Why was that? Um, when I was engaged, I, of course, I wanted to marry my husband, which he's my husband now, but at the time, I was looking at my time of being single, and I really, really, really enjoyed being single, as we discussed last time. Like, it was a great place. I felt like I was just getting my groove in singleness and with my daughter and being established. And when I got engaged, like, it came with so many different emotions, yeah. like, stuff that everybody says like you get hit with emotions when you get married but there's so many emotions that come in the middle because you're in transition and every time you're in transition the enemy's going to try to like knock you off so you can't make it into that promised place so i would say for that to pay attention to your emotions figure out like examine everything figure out why it is that you're feeling this way don't allow things to just be in your head and just to wander around and don't allow your mind to be the enemy's playground like pay attention to what you're thinking and take it to God so that you guys can eradicate it and move on to something else. That's good because in the in the final trimester, you're in the final stretch. Like you're you're super emotional again. You're feeling overwhelmed. You kind of doubt whether you can actually press forward and get to the promised land, like you said. Um, but at this point, you gotta you gotta kind of start to prepare yourself. To actually go into the laboring room how do you prepare yourself relationally with your business how do you prepare yourself when when you're about to skyrocket business is about to start booming um, even in ministry you know you are you have gone through that initial process to kind of come into your own and you're as far as ministry you're starting to get you know invited get more invites you know you get more engagements things like that how do you handle that place um you have to stay humble and you have to know that, like, there's this thing going around now being self-made and know that you're not self-made and you didn't get there by yourself. At all. Um, yeah, at all. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as being self-made. But that's another conversation. Um, I would say <laughs> to pay attention um, to, again, those around you, putting the right people in place if they're not already there, like, stepping it up and really going to see a doctor, per se, Having someone that's more equipped than the people that were in the second trimester. Um, having somebody that is able to catch what you're carrying and about to birth. And um, being intentional, again, with what you're allowing your mind to dwell on. Because your mind is something that has to like transition and shift with you the whole time. And if you allow your mind to slip, then everything can slip. Right. And how do you know who you can trust at this point? Because now it's almost time to go into the birthing chambers. Now it's almost time to go to the hospital. You know, you have to kind of let everybody know you can't come in a delivery room. You can't come in the delivery room. You surely can't come in a delivery room. <laughs> but I need this person on my right leg. I need this person on my left leg. I need this person at my head. How do you determine that? And you, of course, you got the person that's recording. Right. Yes. So Even they. Have to <laughs> I would say to make sure um, they don't aggravate you. Like, make sure they're not, like, an adjutant and somebody that's really there. Like, it goes back to paying attention to red flags, paying attention to the things you've been hearing them speak all the way up to this point, and paying, just paying attention to 
the things that people are exposing you in their hearts like when people say something it's coming from their heart it's biblical it says it that when we speak a thing it comes from our heart so not allowing things to slide like we were speaking about jokes earlier like there's truth in every joke right even if it seems like it's something minimal it's true to it and that's what makes it funny so pay attention to what's being wow. said and paying attention to how you feel when this person's around the vibes that you get how you feel when they say a thing when they touch you all of that stuff matters now you were talking about people you know how how they make you feel if they ag aggravate you now what if that aggravating person, because remember emotions are high, what if that aggravating person is your husband? What if that aggravating person is your business partner? What if that aggravating person is your leader? Or in a, if you're in a leadership position, your armor bearer, like yeah. what if that person is somebody who God ordained to be there with you, but they're just irking your last nerve? I think it's okay to have a conversation and just to say, hey, like in this moment, I really need this from you and not to be afraid to confront your husband or your leader like in a respectful way an honorable way and saying listen like in this at this time like I need you to just be chill like <laughs> when you're giving birth to a baby everything annoys you everything gets in your nerves contractions are coming in people touching you all this stuff like you don't want to be touched you do want to be touched like your emotions are all over right. the place sometimes so have being honest and saying hey listen like right now I need you to not touch me or I need you to touch me this way or if you do this like you might have to leave the room for a minute and I mean that's just what it is <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> especially when it comes to uh, being in a relationship and you're having a baby and as, as from a woman's standpoint, like, this is my baby too. Right. Like, how are you right. going to kick me out of the labor room? Listen. Or even as a, a man and the woman is just, of course, her emotions are high. And he's like, you need to chill. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, it, like you said, it goes back to open communication. Now, I do want to um, just put it out there again because I, I remember making a post. But when you hear... Um, any a baby the baby is your business it's your ministry it's your relation the other person in your relationship or it could be a natural baby when you hear um, the word leader or husband or whoever that is your spouse if you hear the word armor bearer that is you if you hear the word servant that is you that speaks to you it's just a different terminology the same as in the book uh, when you read leader that is you when you uh or armor bear i'm sorry if you see armor bear in the book that's speaking to you as the servant as the person who wants to be better who wants to do better who has an assignment um and again when you hear leader you it's speaking to the person that's in authority now if you got a boyfriend that's not an authority figure if you got a girlfriend that's not an authority figure just to put that out there right yeah that's a good but yeah okay so um Moving forward, like you, you mentioned contractions. So, we have two types of contractions. We have the Braxton Hicks contractions, which is, you know, just pressure. It's pressure as opposed to the real con contractions, which is pain. What would you say the difference between Braxton Hicks and, and uh, contractions or pain and pressure? Um, one is practice and one's the real thing. And um, with Braxton Hicks, that's a good time to um kind of practice the plan that you have set in place so that you can kind of gauge what the real contractions are going to be like so you said the plan that we set in place at what point should we have put this plan in place well it 
guess it depends on the person but i would say at the beginning of the third trimester like when you really get into that nesting phase um i think it comes natural a lot of times but you're, if you're not a planner you can reach on reach out to people and ask them to help you plan but i would say at the beginning like once you start seeing like these braxton hicks are really starting to come and even before then like once you notice okay this is really happening put a plan in place so that you can be prepared and not waiting until the last minute so in business terms what would be an example of a braxton hicks contraction um, or ministry or relationally i think it could boil down to people getting on your nerves somebody doing something really minimal that may not be like a huge offense but it's enough to get your attention that can be considered a braxton hick right. and um how you how you handle that braxton hick will say a lot about if you were offended in such a, a much more major way um if you can't handle it well then then you're not going to handle it well later right so my next question will be how do you handle it when um one of the people who are ordained to go through the birthing process with you they're the very person that kind of threatens you know your birthing process how how would you how do you handle that or let's say a business partner you know they've gotten lazy they've gotten relaxed they're spending more money than they should or you know even if you're in ministry and you're on a team the person who's supposed to be interceding with you, who's supposed to be praying with you, who's supposed to be going through the process with you, they've completely lost focus. Mm -hmm. How do you handle those situations? I would say use wisdom as to when and how to confront them and really rely on prayer. Um, it can go with marriage, you can go with ministry and business as you stated. Um, prayer is a major tool and if you use it the correct way, like a lot of things will change. And I always think of the scripture about the heart of a king being in the hand of the Lord and not always relating that to you know my husband but even with my friends and with my daughter with my mother with myself like when you're dealing with people or having relationship with people you can go to God in prayer and not praying to manipulate them but praying in a way like God like help me to love this person help me to bring out the part in them that I know is supposed to be operating right now and God will change it and it's like I said it's not using witchcraft it's not manipulation but it's calling forth that thing that's not there that you know is supposed to be there and allowing them to operate in the way that God created them to do so right speaking to a thing as if it is as it, as if it already is so you have to um, we've been talking a lot about you know who we allow and what we allow to be spoken over us we have to be also intentional about speaking over ourselves and affirming ourselves. A lot of people, they even, you know, worship a little bit harder when they when they're pregnant. They sing to their baby, they pray to their baby, they they read to their baby. So you have to be mindful about even shaping the future of the baby that you're nurturing. Um, you know, going through the process. So um, even your husband, like she said, it's not manipulation. It's calling, especially if God has revealed to you or you, you have seen or uh, had a glimpse of what it's supposed to be or what it could be, then you speak to them, you, even even if you're your boyfriend, you, 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 it's a cockroach. You know, you speak to the king on the inside of them. You, you call the king to come forth because even in Bobby's, you don't come down. You don't come from the mountaintops to play with pigeons. Right. You, it's come up here. You got to come up. You got to meet me where I am. I'm not going to lower my standards or I'm not going to jeopardize my baby. I'm not going to jeopardize my business. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to jeopardize my character mm -hmm. to play with you, to come down and, you know, 
throw tomatoes and stuff. Like, no, we ain't doing that. Right. So that's a very good point. Another thing I want to touch on uh, very briefly is a midwife. So, again, when you hear midwife, what do you think of? Um, somebody that is equipped with the tools to help you bring your baby forth. Um, someone that's not going to try to kill your child. And someone that has pure motives towards you, your spouse, what you carry, um, when your child gets here. Somebody that's able to see beyond where you're able to see. And someone that not only has vision, but has been there before. And if they haven't, they have wisdom and knowledge as to how to help you carry what it is that you're carrying. That's good. The key thing you said is someone who's able to see beyond where you're able to see someone who has experience because I believe that regardless of what area what area it is of our lives that we need someone we need guidance we can't do it on our own again there's no such thing as self-made you may have paid that mentor yourself but you didn't do it yourself because you don't know it all we don't know it all so we have to also be intentional about seeking out um, the resources being resourceful even with the people around us because I'm finding out even now at this point in my life when, you know, you know, I'm getting deeper into ministry, I'm starting businesses, you know, I'm, I'm getting in different relationships now that people have gifts and resources that I didn't know that they had. And I would not have known that, that they had had I just ridden them off just because of how they act or how they look or, you know, just because I don't want to be bothered in this moment. Like, you know, we do that a lot. And even today, it was so... Um, at work, I was at work today, and this the lady just came up to me, and she said, here, I'm going to give you this book, just at random. And I'm just like, okay, I like reading. I got this book. She's like, this is my sister-in-law. She's a grant writer. She's a Christian. Uh, she's a Christian woman. She just started telling me about it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I need. You know, I'm getting ready to open this business. She was like, I went to the bathroom. I came back. She had a note on my desk with the lady's phone number. She had called the lady, spoken to the lady, and was like, the lady was like, she's waiting on your phone call. She's going to give, she got, she's going to mentor you for free, like, and kind of get you rolling. And I'm just like, you know, and, but this is not a woman that I would have approached right. or even talked to about something in that, you know, in even in that arena. So we have to definitely be mindful of, of our connections and be intentional about connecting to the right people and seeking out the right resources um, for, for even in, in relationships, you know, speak to somebody that's married. You know, if, if you are a, a single desiring to be married, whether you're a man or a woman, then you need a guidance because obviously the way that you do it don't work. Yeah. Because if it did, you would already already be married. So seek out, be intentional about seeking out wisdom. And if, if it doesn't agree with you, pray about it. Or, you know, and it, if it still doesn't agree with you, reject it from your spirit. But also don't waste people's time. Because um, even with the mentor, you know, they, you have to be ready to go all in. Right. You have to make sure you let people know that, you know, you appreciate their time and you appreciate, you know, them pouring you know, their wisdom and their knowledge into you. So just being intentional because a midwife can get you through some of the, the hardest birthing seasons mm -hmm. in your life. And that's naturally you need a midwife. Um, you know, when you're in the birthing room, you have a midwife there. You know, um, I want a natural birth. So I have no other choice but to have, <laughs> you know, a midwife. Even when you're in relationships desiring to be married, you need a life coach. You need a wife coach. 
um, even in business, you need a business, you know, mentor, just being intentional about connecting with people who know more than you, who've been there yeah. before, so that they can make sure that your baby come forth, your baby goes full term, your baby is healthy and whole, and also that your baby don't come out breached. Right. Breach. Tell, what, what you what you think about when you think about breached babies or premature babies? Um, the first thing that came to mind was broken, but not every breached baby is broken. But I think of just being discombobulated. Um, I think of discomfort for the mother. A lot of times um, when we think of breach, we just see the baby being, you know, their limbs all over the place. But that's really uncomfortable for the mother as well. Um, and also thinking of somebody going back again to the midwife somebody that's able to help to put that baby in the right position before that baby's birth so that more damage isn't done. And I think of just having to be patient with that process because when you do have a breech baby and you're trying to push and all this stuff, like you have to stop for a moment, chill out so that it can be put back into position and then you can start the process again. That's good. So all in all, just knowing that you know it's not an easy process and actually committing to the process and being intentional about everything when you, if you want to open a business if you want to have a child if you want to move forward in ministry if you want to grow and we're going to take questions we're going to start taking the questions in a minute so if you have questions go ahead and post your questions um we're going to wrap up um but being intentional about the growth your personal growth and development and just taking responsibility for you know where you're going and what you're doing and you know j just putting your best foot forward because you it's not only you anymore you have a life to think about you have a business to consider you have a, a, a spouse you know whose emotions you must consider especially you know women are naturally more uh, emotional than men but only a woman can birth out a man it takes those emotions to be able to go through that process, to be able to birth out what God wants to bring forth in the earth. And you never um, know. And, and it makes me, I was having a conversation recently and just, you know, looking at, you know, back to, you, you look at what it is now. You look at your child now, you look at your business now, you look at how far you've come spiritually and you think about, back in the first trimester, I was really going to abort this mission. I was really going to, you know, just drop this business. I was really just not going to push forward. I was ready to turn back. So you have to remember your why. Have a positive, uh, a, a firm why on, you know, why you're having this baby or why you're going through this process so that you'll have something to kind of remind you, you know, when it's time to go through those hard processes because, even now, God shows you in the beginning. He shows you what it's going to be in the end so that you'll have motivation in the middle. Yeah. So, so be, being intentional even about that and, and knowing your why and going through that process. So, did we have any questions to pop up? All right, questions. Go on once. Go on twice. Going three times. <laughs> All right, so no questions came up. So we're going to ask Prophetess Dayelle to pray us out, and we will move forward. All right. Awesome. So, Father, we thank you for allowing us to come here today, Lord God, and to speak to your people and even to each other, Lord. Father, I thank you for every word that was released tonight, God, and I pray 
that every womb that was on this life tonight receives it, Lord God, and carries it out the way that you intend for them to carry it. Father, I thank you that we don't compare ourselves to another. And Father, I thank you that you surround us with the right people to help us to carry out into birth what it is that you've placed inside of us. Father, for every womb that has yet to carry into birth a child in the natural, Father, I just speak to that mother right now in the name of Jesus and even to the Father, Lord God, to their sexual organs and to their bodies, Lord God, that they work perfectly as you originally designed for them to do so, God. That, Father, I thank you for sending people to speak into their lives, Lord God, and for them being intentional with what they speak over themselves, Lord God, as well. And Father, I thank you that even when they get frustrated, God, I thank you that they're mindful of what it is that they say into the atmosphere, God. And every word that was spoken in ignorance, Lord God, or spoken prematurely, we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus and we override it with your word that they will birth, Lord God, and they will have children, Father, and they will be mothers to their own children and they will be fathers to their own children. And Father, I thank you even for those who are pregnant in the spirit, Lord God. I thank you that we won't drop what it is that you've placed inside of us, Lord. And when that child is birthed in the spirit, Lord God, or that business is birthed or that ministry is birthed, Lord, that we won't drop it or we won't hand it to someone prematurely or ignorantly. Father, I thank you for putting us around the right people. I thank you for giving us a mind, Lord God, that seeks after what it is that you desire. And I thank you, Father, that we live according to your word. Father, seeking you first the kingdom of God and allowing everything else, Lord God, to be added unto us because we choose to live righteously. Father, I thank you that you love us and you desire us. Father, I thank you that we desire you. And Father, I thank you that all things were together for the good of those who love you, Lord God, because we are called according to your plan and your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us on tonight. The next Well Kept Live will be on Thursday, December 10th. And I will be announcing our next special guest. So if you have any topics that you desire for us to discuss, if you have anybody that you suggest um, that has gone through and overcome a season of adversity in any capacity, whether naturally or spiritually, feel free to DM the well-kept page. Um, merchandise is still available. T-shirts, um, masks, hats, bags, water bottles, and books. DM the well-kept page. I'll be more than happy to um, get back with you or someone will be happy to get back with you at our earliest convenience. I pray that you are blessed abundantly as a result of what was released on the night. And you guys have a great night. Thank you for joining us.